This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. It is April 18th, 2021. It is actually Conan O'Brien's birthday today. Oh. A little pop culture reference there. It's our 44th episode. I'm guessing Conan's probably twice that, 88. He's looking, <laughs> he's looking, he's looking a nice pasty 88 right now. So. The piano special. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of the podcast, Conan O'Brien. So uh, <laughs> yes, he is happy, absolutely. It's it's happy mutual. Back at you, Cody. He's been keeping up with our friends at VH1. Um, yep. Like I said, it is episode forty-four. I am Jake Wicker, and with us is Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? Jennifer Schmidt. Hi, friends. So so happy to have everybody. Uh, back with us once again we are just hanging out in the vast countryside where they film so many of those great oscar movies <laughs> oscars i always think i always think of them as grouchies because they're named after oscar the grouch ah <laughs> oh, gotcha yep when they when the storied oscar history started in the late 70s <laughs> <laughs> It really, really did. <laughs> Big Bird was the first host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I would, I would watch that much better, much better than any of the hosts we've had. I agree. Uh. I think Big Bird and Kermit, if, like co-hosting, if, would be fantastic. If the 2011 Oscars would have been Anne Hathaway and Elmo, oh. it would have been a lot better. <laughs> yep. A lot better energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, we're uh, we're off to a fun, fun start uh, already, and we have a lot of Oscar talk to get to. But before before we do that, we want to make sure everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, how you been? What's been going on? I've been doing pretty good. I had a wild, wild viewing day yesterday. So for just a little peek behind the curtains, we're recording on a Sunday when we normally record on a Monday. So we're missing out on one of our normal... Uh, oh yeah getting caught days. up on the weekend days <laughs> but i packed it all into one day yesterday so fear not um so there's a little bit i i'm cheating a little bit because i watched a little bit of these things on the day before and the day after but more or less yesterday i watched schindler's list i watched the most recent episode of falcon and the winter soldier I watched the brand new, just released on VOD, Nobody, the new okay. action film mm-hmm. starring Bob Odenkirk, and mm-hmm. capped off my night with Terms of Endearment. Oh, so, wow. Had you ever the, seen Terms of Endearment before? I, I had, but it had been a long time. And rewatching mm-hmm. it, it's like I didn't remember anything except for the last 20 minutes. Like, yeah. I, I, all I remembered was the crying stuff. Uh-huh. Um, all kind of the the more, um, you know, 
the the cutesy like romantic and, and like, mother and daughter like stuff. Nicholson stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff okay. I kind of forgot about. Um, yeah. But it it was a definitely wild swings in tone between uh, <laughs> between those, but. Um, nobody was fantastic. Highly recommend. Um, awesome. If, if you're looking to maybe have like a movie theater experience, I honestly was like, damn, as soon as it was over, both me and Becky were like, that was so good. And <laughs> I kind of wish we would have went to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll it say was if you... Definitely well, a movie theater movie. It. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're a fan of movies like John Wick... Um, mm-hmm. and the raid movies and stuff like that movies that are just like kind of nonstop action mm-hmm. um, but with um, you know actually like well done choreography and mm-hmm. stuff like that I this is totally right up your alley um, so the the opposite of terms of endearment exactly <laughs> um, you're into that I, I was just gonna say if you and if you uh don't have enough uh odenkirk in action phil uh you can uh check out his uh brother in kung pao enter the fist from many many years ago the bill. odenkirk brother i don't it's 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 a farcical comedy but it, he mm-hmm. it is, there's lots of karate and and hmm whatnot so sorry uh, uh, odenkirk <laughs> they're, they're Odenkirk. all talented <laughs> um but yeah and uh so everything was uh good Dif- different levels of good but mm-hmm. I, w- mm-hmm. I enjoyed everything we watched and uh it was a a nice viewing day awesome. wonderful wonderful glad glad uh that you've been able to uh catch up on some stuff and it was all enjoyable uh jen what's been going on how's the week how was the um, week? partial week good i've been also just watching tons of movies so because nice. i try to see all of the best picture nominees every year before the mm-hmm. oscars and so yeah i've uh, got three left now total mm. minari i saw last weekend uh delightful fantastic movie love it um, and then let's see, yesterday I started off with Trial of the Chicago 7, mm-hmm. and then Steve and I watched Promising Young Woman, okay. and then wrapped it up with Mank last night, and then earlier this afternoon I saw The Father, and then we're going to probably watch um, Sound of Metal tonight, but okay. possibly wow. Nomadland. And then I've got plans. I think Tuesday night I'm going to go see the Judas and the Black Messiah in the theater. So nice. Got That's my quite plan. A yep. <laughs> it is. Wow. It's we, a good slate of movies, though. So big time. All of those. I mean, as you were rattling those off, I was like, those are all <laughs> really enjoyable. I I forgot to mention, too, we did watch Nomadland earlier this week, too. So oh, okay. Yep. I'm, I have knocked that one off the list. I still have... Um, Minari and the father. Um, there might be one or two others that that right. I want to get done before, but yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. That's a lot. It's yeah, it's been a lot, but yeah, they're all different enough movies, and and I usually like other years have gone where it's like twelve hours of movies, and like when it used to be five, I did that every year. You know, when you just mm-hmm. go and you see all five movies back to back. 
um, at the theater. And then, yeah, one year I even did the 24 hours. So this was a lot oh. easier than that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> out of the ones, that. out of the ones you watched this week, what was your favorite? Uh, Promising Young Woman. I yeah. thought was just fantastic start from finish, like super thought provoking, but also like move so well, totally different from anything I'd seen before. Um, but still like totally relate to you. Like, oh my gosh, yes, this is so getting so many things right mm. and true. Um, so I love, yeah. So that's my favorite. Um, Minari is fantastic and I loved that so much. Um, so I'm really rooting for that one too. And then the biggest surprise was probably the father. Um, that was the one I was looking forward to the least overall. It's like every five years, there's, you know, the movie about someone with dementia, um, and they're just hard watches, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. remember that one from like five years ago, and it was like the French couple Amor? in their apartment? Yes, mm -hmm. and I'm like, and it's all in subtitles, like, yeah. so I was like... That was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking this would be like that one, or Iris, like there's so many of these movies, and they're just, yeah, really well acted, but hard to watch. Um, but this one does a lot more like interesting things with the story. Um, it's not so much told by like from the caregiver's perspective, which is played by the fantastic Olivia Coleman, um, but more from um, like the, you know, the person with dementia, their perspective, which is played by Anthony Hopkins. And so it's kind of, it's, we don't know exactly what the timeline is like stuff's happening out of order um sometimes like people are played by different characters a little bit so it's really like getting you kind of in that like mm. feeling and it was really well done like very stressful um sad heartbreaking but like very engaging it's clocks in at like an hour and a half so it's moving really well um so i do recommend it if you want to watch something with amazing acting and it's yeah they do a really good job but it's still a hard watch but uh, no. recommend it that's good to know good, mm -hmm. yeah that's good good analysis they that and yeah. jen this is i hope everybody's uh, looking forward to our bonus uh oscar yeah. episode um later this week because i love the way uh and jen i know you it's very important to you so you take the time to do it but you're watching all of these movies at once and so mm -hmm. you, it, it gives you a, a a whole gained uh perspective to kind of you know yeah. see everything mm -hmm. back to back um if I could do a, a, a stupid sports comparison, it's it's much like the um, the NCAA tournament where everybody always complains like it's hard to judge these these teams against each other because you don't get the chance to watch them all you know at the same time throughout the season. So uh, you know, well well done uh, research there. We're really uh, looking forward. Yeah, to that. I've got uh, lots of opinions, and <laughs> my husband will, get, will only listen to them for so long. So. <laughs> so we got to make other people listen so to so thank god for a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah um well I, I i'm behind both of you in my um current uh, oscar watching um uh unfortunately just for, i love i'm the same way as you guys i love the the theater experience and i yeah. absolutely love love movies but man it, for some reason and here's where it gets even weirder streaming a movie i get so so distracted but if i were to be 
if I was watching it like on a DVD, if I rented it from Redbox or something, it keeps me more engaged. Oh, it's really? Like, oh, funny. Yeah, like streaming because it's mm-hmm. always like, ah, I can just get back to it. I'll, I'll check this email <laughs> or something stupid like that. Yeah, you can't rewind um, DVDs. People forget about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, 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 you did, but never mind. Uh, you're like, I paid money, <laughs> rent, rent and I've got DVDs. this window that I need to watch it, so, yeah, bye Come on, ya. Mr. Hollywood Video. <laughs> yes. Hey, I worked at the mega corporation Blockbuster, not not the second tier Hollywood Video. <laughs> yeah, but you, you we don't We put deserve... Hollywood Video out of business, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're giving you the second tier nickname. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but i did i did watch a a, a, some of these past oscar movies that we're we're going to be talking about Mm -hmm. over the weekend um i continued my suburban lifestyle by removing buckthorn all day Ah, yesterday you need some goats goats are really good at getting that out buckthorn sounds like a british series (laughs) <laughs> I thought that's what you were gonna say. Yeah. You... Well, it's it, it's it's a it's a British series and an invasive species. Um, they are both equally annoying and undesired. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and the only other you know pop culture I really consumed, uh, I, I messaged Ryan last night. So NBC always shows a re a condensed rerun of SNL at 9 PM on Saturday nights. And it was my absolute favorite episode ever of uh, Steve Buscemi from 1998. Oh my gosh. And and of course, uh, the the one sketch they cut from it was my favorite sketch mm-hmm. of the episode. So you know, but it was still very very uh, hilarious. A young uh, young Will Ferrell, young Tracy Morgan, always mm-hmm. and a super uh, 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 Tina Fey's first ever. It was her first episode as a writer, and she appeared. She asked a question from the audience. <gasps> oh my gosh! Doesn't uh-huh. even look like her. I mean, yep. it, again the. Very nice, mm-hmm. nice little time capsule there. But um, let's stop talking about my stupid weekend and let's get to our our back into I should say our our amazing uh, tournament of the last forty years of best pictures. Yeah, we've got some winners and we got some stinkers, but um, <laughs> they all at one point were considered the best picture of the year. Uh, what what I found interesting, you know, looking at this, uh, and especially lately. Like, winners are really released in a condensed period during the mm-hmm. year. The, the yep. further you go back, the, the, the more it kind of bounces around. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I want to say, like, within uh, of the last 15, the only one to um, not be released uh, October through January was The Hurt Locker being released in, in July. Yeah. I th- yeah, uh, I think, like, summer releases are sometimes getting a little bit more um like yeah a little bit more play especially since they went to the up to 10 movies um, right right format but, yeah as, as winners but, yeah, though and yeah, the winners yeah, like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's really really heavy in that and november is mm-hmm. the the biggest month of all yeah uh funny funny thing no no winner at least in, in our tournament ever released in march mm-hmm. and ever released in june oh i completely believe that March then, is like the know, worst month for movies. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's the cutoff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. also you know, and you got oh, all yeah. those other ones that they, they sneak in. Like, how you can't be considered a ninety-one movie when you're released February twenty-seventh of ninety-two. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also, I mean, just mm-hmm. a little. I, I, 
I know I, I don't. In, in the world of like, you know, variety and like those kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, movie rags, I know people call February dumpuary. Yeah. <laughs> too. Because it's just like, I mean, I feel like February and March, that's just like the graveyard of movies. That's mm-hmm. the time when yep. everybody who's like really into going, like me, and uh, like going to see movies every week, all of a sudden you just take a break because it's like literally yeah. there's nothing to see. You just mm-hmm. start like going, okay, I guess we're just renting movies now for like yeah. a couple well, months. Well, you're watching sports. Like February <laughs> and March are bigger, it's like great... watch sports from home. Yeah. yeah. But because some of the movies slide in, like, because they'll like premiere in festivals or do the LA, New York premieres in like December. And so the rest of us are getting to watch them in like January. Oh, yeah. Um, the official releases. They were already released, but they're wide releases in January. And so we're yeah. like catching up with those. But yeah, like there's, you know, if it's a big summer movie, they're thinking we're going to make money there. They're saving it for summer. Otherwise, it was released a little bit earlier. And yeah, it's it's rough because here in Minnesota, like it's a great time to go see a movie (laughs) in February and March because you don't want to be outside. But yeah, well, and I think Mm -hmm. one of those things also, you know, again, looking at uh, when things were released and as you went farther back in history, we got to remember, movies used to be in the theaters so much longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's another thing we easily forget nowadays mm-hmm. where, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a six-week uh, run in the theater mm-hmm. was, was a flop. Yeah. You know, nowadays, mm-hmm. it might just be you only get six weeks to see it. And mm-hmm. so, yep. I don't know. But it's all a game. The, the whole, yep. the whole mm-hmm. we, we, we know there's plenty of the, the money symbol. Yep, that's when you're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, let's get to it. So uh, today we will uh, talk about uh, a few play-in games and um, a few uh, matchups, and then you know the ones that are going to have to face some of the, the last weeks. So we talked about uh, four of the play-in matchups last week, um, and we'll talk about the the, the movies that those winners will end up uh, facing uh, towards the end of this episode. But, um, yeah, y'all ready to get to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So uh, picking up uh, after we left off uh, last week, we've got The King's Speech from 2010 uh, going up against American Beauty from 1999. Um, Four wins for The King's Speech, five wins for American Beauty. we we all love the um, the cliche uh, uh, plastic bag scene. <laughs> yep. I think about it every time I see anything blowing around too. in the wind. Yeah, I was literally it's so beautiful. I, I, I was I was on the patio yesterday, like helping you know clear plates and stuff. Um, and I saw like a napkin flew away, and I almost leaned down to a table and said, "That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." <laughs> Something like that. I had to I restrain that. myself. Mm-hmm. I, I loved how, like, a few weeks after that movie came out, uh, the floating pl- pl- plastic bag was on the cover of Vanity Fair. <laughs> yeah. Sexiest man alive. But yeah, I, it, I I do remember at least being entertained uh, by this movie. It came American out when Beauty? I was yeah. 17. Yeah, mm-hmm. American Beauty. Uh, it, yeah. was, you know, it was, it was different. different. It was very different. Uh, different than a movie we'd seen before. It was surprising. Um, it's another one that moves really well and has a kind of cool structure. So uh, yeah, like 
it just like one of those that now when we look back on it, you're like, okay, yeah, this was even more problematic than I thought. Absolutely. It was the it was the preamble mm-hmm. to, to, to Crash. It was the it was the It really is very similar to Crash in that it's I, like, oh wow, they were talking about this. That's cool. And it's like, oh no, we shouldn't be talking about it this way. <laughs> I, I when I was eighteen Yeah, that's right. Eighteen mm-hmm. yep, when this yep. movie came out. Um I went to see it with a group of friends, like on opening weekend or something, and we were all blown away like we (laughs) loved this movie Mm -hmm. we thought it was so good and i it kind of wore on me as the year went on like the more i thought about it i think i saw it a second time in the theater and then magnolia came out too like shortly after and that movie like changed my life and that movie that made me like Mm -hmm. uh retroactively not like american beauty as much Mm -hmm. but I, I like leaving the theater. I was like, this mm-hmm. movie's amazing. Um, but yeah, like you, as you grow, in your brain matures, and, and you know, um, you kind of look back, and you know, as times change, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, you kind of look back, and you're like, wow, the definitely the relationship between uh, Kevin Spacey and mm-hmm. his high school girlfriend is Ish, yeah. very fucked up. Right. Yeah. And like the movie's like, well, I mean, the message is it's bad to be, you know, thinking about girls this way and sexualizing them while the movie very much sex- sexualizes her. Like yeah. Yeah. repeatedly and is like playing into this and really playing into the idea that, okay, well, as long as he doesn't act on it, it's fine. The guys think this way because everybody does. That's okay. And it's like, oh, let's, let's not make him the hero of the story. Yeah. Like, and that, yeah. So it's just, well, yeah, it's. And, and there's a lot of it. <laughs> like you say, I mean, I, I do think that comparing it to Crash is apt in the sense that they're trying to make like quote unquote important points and they're doing it at a 10. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yes. they're really just kind of see, mm-hmm. look at this. We're being yes. so deep. We're edgy. And like, and yeah, yes. yeah, totally. The whole Chris Cooper character, mm-hmm. that arc yeah. is also, yeah, way over up the to top. A 10, like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Annette Benning's um, character is like so yeah. like. Although yeah. all hail Annette Benning. Oh my god! I, I I, she, if anybody should have won an award for this, yes. it's her. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and you know, obviously now we can't talk about American Beauty without talking about Kevin Spacey and the fact mm-hmm. that his legacy has now tainted this movie even more mm-hmm. than it already yes. was before. And that's what's weird. He he wins Best Actor for essentially again, kind of like uh Matt Dillon in Crash where at the end he has this one tiny mm-hmm. redeeming he despite all the temptation, he finally didn't do the shitty thing and died at the end. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> that, that, that got him best Regular actor. Jesus Christ over here. <laughs> uh, You're the so, real hero. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, now, but does does this does this beat King's Speech or does this lose to King's Speech? Oh, I think King's Speech is delightful. So Okay. I, Everybody yeah. loves a good Colin. I like a Colin mm-hmm. Firth. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey Rush. Um, mm-hmm. And Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's got a lot of very charming Brits. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Jenny, do you want to speak on King's Speech? Oh, um, you know, so here's the things that I think a movie should have to, like, win Best Picture and also, like, to be nominated. I think it really Mm -hmm. comes down to three things. It should have, like, above regular, like, levels of artistry, like, in the writing and the acting and the directing, the cinematography. It should be better than your regular movie. Um, It should Mm -hmm. have, like, something important to say. And um, it should be something I haven't seen before. And so I think King's Speech really nails it on two of those. Like, it's great acting, it's well-written, it's, you know, excellent. Um, And, yeah, and it does have an important, like, message, and it tells it in an, like, engaging way. I don't think it's a super unique movie, which I think is an argument for it not winning Best Picture, because I feel like we've seen this movie a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And really the only thing that I thought, I was like, oh, well, I haven't seen this before, is just like the scene where Jeffrey Rush is getting him to feel more comfortable talking by like swearing so regularly. Like mm-hmm. that's a delightful scene, that's and fun. that was new. I hadn't quite seen that. But besides that, it, yeah, like it's it's a great like well done like historical film. But you know, yeah. I I didn't really think about this until just now. But it's kind of like a sports movie in mm-hmm. in the really arc does. of it. Yeah. You know uh-huh. the the um. But it's, I, I also like, it, it's one that didn't really, over time, um, I don't really think about it ever. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely, though, like leaving the theater, I was like, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, um, I remember going to the bar afterwards, um, the Tavern on Grand, and, uh, Pop-Tart Dan N, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Peaches, uh, was 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 bartending there. And he was a very, very much not a fan of King's Oh, Speech. really? <laughs> and, and he was not happy that we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I thought it was really, uh, like you said, Jenny, I thought it was pretty delightful. Mm-hmm. It's a um, fun watch. And it's a, it rewatches really well. Um but I think about it just because I've watched The Crown. And so, so much of the first season of The Crown is like, you know, after that. And so I'm like, that's like literally how I learned a lot of my history was from this movie. Yeah. And so, yeah. The, the, the thing I think that is unfortunately the legacy of The King's Speech now is that it's the movie that beat The Social Network. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know. Which I maybe think needs to be redone. Of, which I think <laughs> we, is thought of now as being like one of the best movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- and King's Speech is is not going to be on that list of no. the best movies of the decade. Right. Um. So it kind of mm-hmm. has that sort of stink on it mm-hmm. as like, I, I honestly think most people in, in the film world, film critic world, kind of look at King's Speech as being like a, oh, this wasn't really, like, a great movie, and it won the Oscar over great movies, mm-hmm. or at least a great movie, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll have to agree to disagree. I think uh, I think uh, Zuckerberg is portrayed too well in that movie. <laughs> but we're, we're not here to talk about that movie. I we're not, unfortunately. Have... Some year uh, I would like and... to talk about Social Network. Next year maybe we'll do, a, like, almost one like yeah uh, mm-hmm. of the past de- decade because yep. there's a lot like you said ever since they went to 10 there's yeah there's a lot so many. more movies mm-hmm. worth worth talking about 
Um, so in our next, so it was fun that that last matchup, uh, both were original screenplays and our next matchup, oh, okay. it's both adapted screenplays. Mm-hmm. I love how you set that up, Ryan. Um, but a little behind the curtain stuff here. So I've always been a big, big fan of, uh, dances with wolves. Um, mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a few friends growing up that were really, really into, uh, native American culture. And, uh, while this might you know, again, looking back 30 years later, this not, might not be the absolute best representation. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as bad as some other right. things uh, looking back 30 years. And it did it did bring a lot of things mm-hmm. to the, the forefront and, and did a lot for uh, South Dakota, uh, as I think I've alluded to in, mm-hmm. in the past episode. And so when, when I saw this tournament, I'm like, Dances with Wolves as a play-in game against ordinary <laughs> people? This is crazy. Dances with Wolves easily, easily moves along. And then I watched Ordinary People. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that movie. This this is going to be such such a difficult uh, matchup uh, for me. Because you get you get a little bit of that white knightness uh, from Kevin Costner. A little white Kevin savior, Costner. yeah. A little white savior. But mm-hmm. again... Kevin Costner is not nearly as much of a uh, asshole about these things as some other people have yes. been in this in this medium. And mm-hmm. again, re- really, really fun. I-, I like the story. I know it's a little slow for some people, but I I enjoy that movie. I um, so yeah, and, and I love the the, the transformation uh, uh, throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, but ordinary people. Holy cow. Uh, I'll try to be quick here because uh, Ryan uh, previously, before I watched it, had told me how much he liked this movie. And uh, just just wonderful performances all around. Um, mm-hmm. Directed by Robert Redford. I uh, didn't know Timothy that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he directed it. Yeah. Um, and see, he got that. He got the little director taste and then he mm-hmm. wanted to act <laughs> five years later in <laughs> Out of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> He got a little taste, and he needed to wet his beak again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, everybody uh, uh, in this movie, Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a very, you know, not not a loved character, but so, no. so good. Yes. Such a big departure um, from, like, what she's famous for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, I'll, I'll let you go first here. Yeah, so... It's, um, it definitely, this is one of those movies that I saw when I was like 18 years old, probably. And it blew my mind. I mean, it was definitely like, it's very like emo, you know, it's Mm -hmm. the kind of movie that like, I think when you're like coming, it's, it's sort of a coming of age movie in, in the, through the eyes of the Timothy Hutton character, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's about mental illness Mm -hmm. and and growing up in a toxic household um but um i mean all the acting is amazing judd hirsch too yeah (laughs) incredible um i i was just talking to jake briefly um before the podcast and i said it definitely it reminded me a lot of goodwill hunting which i loved a couple years before and was a movie that i think really changed my life um mm-hmm. as like a 16 year old you know mm-hmm. um and it kind of i think because of that relationship between the timothy hutton character and the judd hirsch character um it it reminded me a lot of 
Goodwill Hunting. Um, now, now, that, that is to, now you just made me think. It, it, I just realized Judd, Judd Hirsch, or Robin Williams is dressing exactly like Judd Hirsch. Yeah, big in time. Goodwill Hunting. The cardigan and yeah, <laughs> the, the big cardigan sweater. Sorry, yeah. the need of a haircut, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean it. I don't really have much else to say other than, other than to say, if you haven't seen ordinary people go out and do it, it's definitely yeah. like it, you know, if you're thinking like it's going to be a chore to watch, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. It's very like, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a tough watch in some regards, but it's entertaining and it's uh very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I, I will say the, the one thing, the, the small critique of ordinary people, I, there were, aspects of the story that i didn't think they did uh the best job so, so there's uh, just my one example uh there's a scene um where one of timothy hutton's uh former friends gets in his car and tries to talk to him and says hey we the three of us we were all best friends and it hadn't been set up in any way until that point and it's later in the movie and it just it felt a little forced but Again, mm-hmm. for, for being a movie made in uh, in 1980. Yeah, it does not feel like a movie made it's so long ago. I feel like it feels like a really yeah. current movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't, you know, but there, there's a lot to learn as movie making goes on. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, small, minor yeah. gripes, but uh, really, really wonderful. Jen, do you feel one way or another here? Um, I mean, I, I think they're both like great movies at the time i think probably mm-hmm. ordinary people has aged a little bit better but dances mm-hmm. with wolves is a huge movie and like you said hasn't aged as poorly as many other movies on right, this right. list um and it's like yeah thank god it was kevin costner and not like sean penn starring <laughs> in that <laughs> no and i think again yeah. i think it does a a, a pretty mm-hmm. decent job of you know being accurate to the time period and mm-hmm. so not yeah. trying too hard to to you know massage mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. massage yeah yeah i think they're both we'll great see. movies and were great then and still have a lot to like about them now i think like in this matchup i definitely think dances with wolves will win because i don't think very okay. many people have seen ordinary people um yeah. i think it's kind of one of the forgotten ones on this list but mm. i hope people do check it out because it's <laughs> It's great. And I love, like, when actresses, like, kind of have this, like, you know, an actress who's, you know, a bit older and famous for a sitcom with Mary Tyler Moore and then coming in Mm -hmm. with a really dramatic, totally different departure of a role. And there aren't roles like that often for women in their 40s and 50s. And she gets to do it and, like, nails it and so good. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, did actually get nominated. Didn't mm-hmm. win for Best Actress, but did actually get nominated. So uh, glad uh, that they recognized that. One thing real quick. Um, well, first of all, just one other thing about Ordinary People. Um, like the King speech, I think this is one of a handful of movies, um, especially on this list, um, that, and like Crash, I would say, is another one. Mm-hmm that its legacy is right, it, be it be one of the classics. You, you know, it, this ordinary people beat Raging Bull. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, it kind of has the rep of like, 
uh, can you believe in, 19, mm-hmm. in the does. 1980 yep. Oscars, mm-hmm. ordinary people be Raging Bull? <laughs> and I, I was always like, I like ordinary people better than Raging Bull. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But, right. but um, yep. that that's kind of like mm-hmm. one of the things that mm-hmm. that people... That's like a it is, yeah. factoid about mm-hmm. Raging Bull. Like, what was the movie that beat Raging Bull in the Oscar? You know what I mean? <laughs> so now um, you all know it for when that comes up on Jeopardy. Exactly. All our Pop-Tart listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing quick I wanted to say about Dances with Wolves, I, that's one of the ones I really wanted to revisit before this and I didn't get a chance to. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I remember seeing that movie in the theater at the Cooper theater in st louis park i believe um but it was a panoramic theater and it was like the only one that i that that as far as i know Mm -hmm. in the twin cities but it was like a it it you know used like a special projector Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. like a curved screen yeah and they Mm -hmm. would only show like movies that were formatted for that and so they would show like lawrence of arabia and shit so gorgeous yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I was bored, mm-hmm. but it was an experience. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm 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 still excited to catch up with this. Like you said, mm-hmm. I'm when I heard um, or you know when kind of doing research that um, you know all of the the actors who portray native people in this film were actually portrayed by like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I I can't remember the the correct terminology like first generation, mm-hmm. uh, or, or whatever. It, it's it was all very authentic casting mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. They didn't they didn't do any inappropriate uh, yeah casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I feel bad. I should have done my research that the uh, the main the main chief uh, uh, of the tribe he joins is is a pretty prolific mm-hmm. actor and absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, in everything he does, just really a, a joy to watch because it, it's it's strange. He in that movie, he's he's got some funny parts too. Mm-hmm. I, I love a. <laughs> break it up sometimes you know not like just like slapsticky you know <laughs> i don't know uh but yeah really really great actor there uh so i think this is of our play-in games this is probably going to be one of the most difficult uh right here um so uh then we're gonna have uh 1983's uh terms of endearment uh up against 2001's a beautiful mind um <laughs> Man, uh, that uh, uh, oh, why uh, why can't it? Russell Crowe? Yes, he was so hot there for a while, mm-hmm. back to back, appearing in movies that won Best Picture. But unfortunately, we're only talking about one of those movies. Um, I just recently re- uh, uh, revisited this one. Um, it, it's it's a fun, interesting storyline, um, uh, but. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was if it wowed me. Uh, mm-hmm. A beautiful mind, you know. Again, g- great. It almost felt like um, a few years later we had uh, um, Catch Me If You Can. It kind of felt it felt like a similar movie, just in the way it was uh, made. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, interesting. Uh, Jen, what do you what do you think? Um. Yeah, I, I haven't too. seen it. 
a beautiful mind since the movie theater. Um, I remember mm-hmm. loving it and then um, mm-hmm. thinking that, yeah, it was really unique um, and really seen kind of not really the twist, but kind of the surprises in it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like that set up to the third act when he like opens the mailbox and you find out he hasn't been mailing like the letters. It's just like full and you start right, to really right. like realize, you know, how much like mental health problems are here. Um, the mm-hmm. scope of it. I thought that was really effective and um, yeah, like surprising. And Paul Bettany is great in that. I think this is the first movie mm-hmm. that I really like got to know Paul Bettany. And mm-hmm. so yeah, like I really liked it then. And Russell Crowe, like this is the type of role I really like Russell Crowe in. Um, I don't like him in the gladiator roles when he's playing the strong mm-hmm. stoic type. I think he's fairly boring. And, but when he's got something more to do, Russell Crowe is fantastic. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought it I, was good at the agree. time. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know how I'd feel about it since then, because I feel like there's been other movies that have done those same things well, but this is one of the first ones to really kind of bring that up. So I definitely thought it should have won Best Picture at the time. I was excited about it yeah. winning then. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and Ryan, I know you you recently wa- uh, rewatched Terms of Endearment, uh, directed <laughs> by James L. Brooks. He had to he had to make mm-hmm. a little money so he could go and produce The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have to thank thank them for that. I, I actually just rewatched both of these movies within the last okay. few weeks, um, and it was my first time watching A Beautiful Mind. Um, and I, I'll start by talking about that quick. Um, yeah. I was pretty lukewarm on it. Mm-hmm. I I, okay. I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was, you know, um, I think what Jenny, the way you set it up earlier, talking about like what you expect from an Oscar movie, I I mm-hmm. think that was a really uh, that was a really great way to put it. And I think that in terms of like they were going for a higher level of artistry and acting and whatever. I think this very much had that. Um, and they were trying to tell the story in like a different way, um, in, mm-hmm. in a new and unique way, which was interesting. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it didn't really, um, resonate with me now. I don't know if, if, some of it just came off kind of over the top um, as far as his portrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed maybe a little bit, um, I maybe exploitative is too strong mm-hmm. of a word, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. It, it seemed mm-hmm. a little, a little over the top. Um, I thought Jennifer Connelly was mm-hmm. strong. Um, she did win Best Supporting Actress for this, which mm-hmm. surprised me. I didn't mm-hmm. know that when I watched it. Um, but I thought she was kind of the the linchpin as far as the the acting went. You know, she was kind of the uh, audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, yeah, like you said, Jenny, you know, the, the twist was definitely something I didn't see coming, you know, because you're so used to having the normal conventions of... Mm-hmm the protagonist is right you know yes. 
Yeah, um, and I don't think it was. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there was some lingering uh, memories of the way it was advertised. It definitely wasn't advertised, as, you know, as that type of you know, mm-hmm. uh, wait and find out what happens. It was, at least in all the advertisements I remember, it was presented as, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Without definitely. again, we won't spoil mm-hmm. it for yeah. anybody. <laughs> um, but but um, so that was uh. That was a beautiful mind. Terms mm-hmm. of Endearment, I just saw for the second time. And mm-hmm. rewatching it, it wasn't... Uh, I, I really didn't remember a lot of it. It kind of felt like mm-hmm. the first time for the most part. The only part that I really remembered was the very... Uh, I think we can the, probably say... like I don't think mm-hmm. we need to try to yeah. not spoil Terms of Endearment. The, 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 the cancer stuff. <laughs> yeah. Deborah Winger like, isn't making it to the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, you know, that's it. I I think this movie is very charming and, like, it, it shocked me watching it um, as, like, somebody who is an Oscar lover now. It felt like I'm shocked that this movie won Best Picture because yes. it does not mm-hmm. feel like the type of movie that is nominated for Best Picture nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know... Yeah, it's really true. Essentially, yeah. It's essentially like a romantic comedy plus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a romantic mm-hmm. comedy with a little mm-hmm. more depth um, and some drama. but um, And a really, like, female-driven kind of exactly. relationship character <laughs> drama the, is, yeah, not what I, gets nominated even very often and no, definitely not I, winning. Yeah. And that's, I think, the mm-hmm. strength of the movie yeah. is the relationship between the Shirley MacLaine character mm-hmm. who plays the mother and the Deborah Winger character who mm-hmm. plays the daughter and seeing their kind of relationship evolve over mm-hmm. time and um, as they're both going through their own trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and Shirley MacLaine is getting involved in this crazy new relationship <laughs> and um, Deborah Winger is, her marriage is falling apart mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, how their relationship is changing mm-hmm. is is kind of, I think, the strength of the movie. Um, really, the cancer stuff kind of feels like an afterthought. It kind of feels like, okay, how are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> oh, I know. They will eat this up. Yes. Let's kill the let's, main character. <laughs> let's make him cry. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. And then the awards will come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it at, worked. At the- it does, yeah. yeah. At, at the time, the Academy was just, I mean, really mm-hmm. a lot of old Hollywood. And they were like, oh, it's not a musical and something <laughs> actually emotional happens. Here's all the awards. It was, Take yeah, it. the all early the 80s that really had an appreciation <laughs> for these emotional, like, small character movies. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going back there. Yeah, like, Terms of Endearment, I love that. I saw it a lot growing up. Um, I mean, when in the, like, dead daughter genre of movies, I like Steel Magnolias a lot more. <laughs> so I think I've always compared those two. Um, and the, the Shirley MacLaine character, very similar. Yes. <laughs> similar moments. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yes. Hey, so, so the dead daughter Shirley MacLaine movies. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Like I, um, I like Steel Magnolias more, but Terms of Endearment, yeah, is... A great movie and yeah thank you for yeah reminding me that movies like that never win and don't usually get this kind of recognition and that alone is really special 
our uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah we got also uh, just oh, interesting yeah. side Sorry, note we jack can't nicholson stop talking about movies this is gonna jack be another Nic- two hour episode. <laughs> jack nicholson also won best supporting actor for mm-hmm. this movie yep. as well yep okay he drove a movie. car on the Sorry. beach <laughs> yes <laughs> yes great scene <laughs> We'll do our Jack Nicholson impersonations next week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> Look forward to that. Um, I love, uh, so this matchup uh, coming up here, and it's our last play-in matchup, I think is really, really interesting. Um, Ryan, will throw to you first, and then Jen after that. Um, I got to just, for 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Um, but uh, I, I love this matchup for two different reasons. One, it's uh, 95 and 96 Best Picture mm-hmm. winners, so back-to-back. Um, and it's Braveheart uh, versus The English Patient. Ah, yeah. So r- really just two guys that got screwed over by the English. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> interesting matchup. I will rejoin the conversation right. in 30 seconds. <laughs> Ryan, go, go ahead there. It was funny. I thought I thought, I thought he was going to say, two guys who got totally screwed over by Hollywood, Mel Gibson. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, oh where's he going? Where's he going with this? <laughs> and Voldemort. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that was really funny that uh, Jake said, um, he watched The English Patient before I did. I just watched it for the first time this last week. Mm -hmm. And he referred to it as the Voldemort prequel. (laughs) And and I didn't really know what he was talking about. I was like, oh, ha ha, whatever. And as soon as I saw uh, The English Patient, Without the yep. bandages, I saw the face. Yep. I was like, Whoa, "Oh, shit. and that's a like, that's a ways in." <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You watch like half the movie, and you're like, oh. "Yeah," I'm like, "Whoa, he <laughs> does kind of look like Voldemort." <laughs> and uh, and I showed Becky, and she was like, "Oh, that's definitely where they got the idea to cast him." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they they saw the English patient, and they're like, "Oh, he would make oh, a we great need to Voldemort get that guy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I um. I really enjoyed The English Patient. Um, I thought especially the first half was Mm -hmm. super entertaining, engaging. It was kind of, it was a lot more than I was expecting. Um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of expecting a very serious romantic drama. And what I got was more of like a um, kind of like mystery suspense Mm -hmm. um, romantic drama. Mm-hmm. Um, it it almost had like sort of Casablanca aspirations. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and so that I thought was a big surprise. Um, it um definitely great acting throughout. Mm-hmm. Juliette Binoche won an Oscar. Um, yep. Queen. Dame Juliette Binoche, in my opinion. <laughs> um, she's been in a lot of these movies. Like, she was yeah. in a lot of Oscar-nominated movies around yep. this time. Yeah. Um, and she um, she's great. Kristen Scott, Thomas Scott mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. great. Um, and Ray Fiennes is amazing. Um, very young uh, Colin Firth. Making his second appearance in the play-ins. Oh, yeah. I'd totally um, forgotten that. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed The English Patient. Um, it It's really hard to compare to Braveheart. 
Yeah. Braveheart <laughs> is such a huge movie, and there's so much to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember it's one of those movies that I felt like when it came out, I was like, you know, I thought it was going to be really boring. I thought I wasn't going to like it. And it was kind of surprised me. Like, that was actually kind of entertaining, and I kind of mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I remember watching it in school and everybody being like, that was really good. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of where it resides in my brain right now. I remember a bunch of my friends went to Mankato State, Minnesota State University. Mm-hmm. And uh, that and for those of you who aren't from this area, <laughs> that's like the big party school kind of of, mm-hmm. of this area. And. That became like a huge movie for like in this uh, mm-hmm. group of like kind of douchey like uh, frat boys. Like everybody would be like, Braveheart, Braveheart, let's watch Braveheart again and get mm-hmm. drunk, you know. And it's just so weird because it seemed like such a prestige Oscar movie. And then like kind of the more time went on, I'm like. It's kind of like an action movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just like... It does a great mm-hmm. job of finding that balance um, and mm-hmm. telling a Absolutely. story that most people here in the U.S. didn't necessarily know um, about 100%. William Wallace. Like, I didn't know that history. And I love to learn my history through movies. Um, I've learned a lot <laughs> by watching all these mm-hmm. Oscar movies. Probably a lot of incorrect things. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I think... Braveheart is, yeah, it like just does everything right, you know, for a movie. Like it's got this interesting history. It's got the fight scenes and they're like different than what we've seen. We've got the face painting. We've got the like rousing speeches. Um, It's, yeah, it's like moving. And yeah, just, I don't like war movies is in general and i've seen a lot of those when you see all the best picture nominees i've seen so Mm -hmm. many war movies um but this one is just like i don't want to say it's a joy to watch but it is you know like it's it's a fun interesting you know movie and it works really well Mm -hmm. yeah and the classic meme moment they they can take our lives but they can never take our freedom yeah Mm -hmm. that's i mean Mm -hmm. if a movie has a meme moment like that that Mm -hmm. lasts for 25 years that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. Now, Ryan, I know I know why all those um, at the time Minnesota State Mankato <laughs> uh, kids were into Braveheart is because the mascot for Minnesota State Mankato is the Mavericks, another movie starring mm. Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Turns oh out I liked that Mel movie Gibson too. Fans. I really loved Maverick. Jeez. Oh, yeah. a little Mel Gibson oh, crush. Oh, I over absolutely here. had a Mel Gibson crush until what was it like? 20 like 2008 yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was yeah until that like drunk driving thing and then it's like oh crap and then all of the information that spilled out after that up until then yeah i was absolutely a mel gibson fan he's very handsome he's super like intriguing as an actor like talk about screen presence absolutely i was now i'm not obviously Mm -hmm. but (laughs) what a turn (laughs) um 
and all I'll say about the English patient is it's so it it had nine wins. Yeah, that, that I can't believe. Yeah, I feel like that's Big. kind of I, where feel, all this backlash is coming from. Is it wasn't like just one best picture. I feel like it just won all the Academy Awards. And, it, and I think we look well, at that I, as sorry, Jake, I'll let you talk. Oh, no, 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 I was just gonna say a lot of I, I and, and again, I'm not I'm not as up uh, to date and and maybe neither of you are either. But I would just I would trust that you guys would be more up to date. I'm not sure on my uh, Oscar history, but I feel like this was probably around the time that they started expanding categories or in, in, increase because it won for score, cinematography, edi- editing, production design. Yeah, that, well, that feels yeah. like an added, no. you know, uh, sound sound mix you know again not that saying it was undeserved mm-hmm. i will say also though uh from 96 fargo came out that yeah year. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean if we look back fargo is definitely a movie that we hadn't seen before and, and it was nominated right. i think like across the board and i think english patient now is things. looked at yeah. as a movie that shouldn't have won as much as it did or it kind of represents like what the academy represents which is the dramatic british super long mm-hmm. romantic drama movie era. yes um it, with like it, it, that cost a lot of money but nobody actually wanted to go see it like i i when i think of the english patient i think of i think it's elaine on seinfeld right that like hated <laughs> yeah that movie yeah. yep this is our first seinfeld reference yes <laughs> we'll get to one more time <laughs> Oh, right at the end. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, oh, what I was going to say one other thing quick about the English patient. Now I can't remember. Sorry, I interrupted you. I do that a no, lot. No, it's I not. Talk it's not because movies. you. Oh, and, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that um, all those uh, categories had been going on for mm-hmm. a while. But yeah, they were all the same. But it's very rare that one comes in and gets like all of those. And if it is, mm-hmm. it's generally those like huge kind of like standard movies that cost a lot of money. Um, and are three hours long, and and even yeah. if they're well done, yeah, I think people are like, Ugh, another one of these, winning everything over I the did... super interesting Fargo, which was yeah, fresh and new. My favorite, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I did, I did love that it was my introduction to Naveen Andrews, uh, oh, Saeed from Lost. Yeah. Beautiful hair. Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful hair. Yes. Yet they did. They didn't win makeup and hairstyling. Braveheart <laughs> did the previous year. <laughs> of course, they won hairstyling. Um, all right, so that's that's all of our play in matchups. Um, let's see if we can finish it. <laughs> these last four here. We don't even. I mean, we only spent twenty talking minutes about talking about against. ordinary people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we've we, we've got four left. We can yeah, we oh we got it. We, no, no, no. I, I just I want to give them their respect. <laughs> oh, um, of course, these are the one seeds essentially. The, <laughs> um, a movie I absolutely loved um, when I finally got to see it. Uh, it was I got to see this right as uh, you know we were entering I think our second month of quarantine. Oh. Uh, last year was when I finally got to see uh, Parasite. Mm, yeah. Um, wonderful, yes. wonderful Best Picture winner. Mm-hmm. Um, also won uh, for Director, Original Screenplay, and International Feature Film. Mm-hmm. Such a great... I, I, I loved how you gave your description earlier, Jen, of what you look for from uh, a movie that should be considered for Best Picture. I think this touches on all those parts... Um, and it's, it's just, it's got some uniqueness to it that I absolutely love. Um, and so I hope, 
I hope people don't dismiss this because it is a foreign language film, mm-hmm. and I know how how much that is, how, how easy it is for people to shy away from that. But um, yeah, what did, what did you like about Parasite? I was really sad yeah, that it didn't so. also win production design. Talking about that, so production okay. design is like the sets, like how, yep. like where the people are interacting, and the uh, like their apartment. And versus the house and how those are kind of their own characters, too, in that movie. Mm-hmm. And and then just this, like, you know, the symbolism of the house and then the under, like, the downstairs, like, yeah. I, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's such a cool movie. And I was so glad I got to see that in the theater. <laughs> like, this is like my last big theater experience before, you know, in the before mm-hmm. times. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, man, it's exciting. It's... Yeah, the characters are so great. The acting is awesome. You definitely do not know where the heck this movie is going at any time. It's tragic, but it's also hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. fantastic. I love it so much. I'm glad you said that it was hilarious because it was one thing uh, when you were first describing, you know, what you look for in a picture. I was going to say, you know, do you think that there's ever a time that uh, a comedy could win and this is mm-hmm. definitely not a comedy but it almost is it's i mean i i would it's funny talking about fargo i mean i consider mm-hmm. fargo kind of a comedy and yeah. yes, i, I think these comedy. are very comparable films this and fargo mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree great great point no mm-hmm. uh, uh, wonderful um Ryan, I'm sorry, we're not trying to cut you off there what no anything to add about parasite here um i mean I echo everything that's been said so far. I, it's incredible. Um, I remember we saw it the opening week. I mean, the opening weekend in the Twin Cities. Um, it was oh, playing cool. at Uptown, mm-hmm. and we got our favorite seats in the house, which is in the balcony <laughs> in the front row, yeah. mm-hmm. right in the middle. And um, it was just, I was completely captivated from the first moment to the last. And we walked out of the theater and I turned to Becky and I said, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Which, yep. I mean, that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I, I don't remember ever saying that about a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I've said that about movies in my life, but I, I can't think of any time recently when I'm willing to make that bold of a statement about something the moment I walk out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I get it. No, I, that's, that's I, I'm glad you, two things that, that, that you kind of remind me. I love that you use the word captivating and, and sometimes it does get mm-hmm. overused, but I think this movie and the other three we're going to be talking about all kind of fall mm-hmm. under that category. Yeah. Um, but this is also one of those movies that um, uh, my wonderful, awesome, mm-hmm. amazing girlfriend Kaylee and I, absolutely agreed on from the get-go just mm-hmm. like you said we both after watching it said this is just such a a, a fantastic well-done movie um and the, you know uh the acting was mm-hmm. so superb in this mm-hmm. and again that's that's something that's uh, really tough for american audiences to understand um from a, a, an international film so it's yeah, all, all around. I really hope anybody out there that's listening that has not seen this movie, see this mm-hmm. movie. It's I, I, so so. I, good. I think it's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's damn near. I, I, I don't. Damn I don't near. think that there. You know, I'm sure there's some people who don't 
you know, their favorite movies are imperfect, maybe, or something like that. But I mean, this movie is just so mm-hmm. tight. Yes. And it's like, there's not one shot or word of dialogue mm-hmm. that I would change. I mean, I just think mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, well, mm-hmm. speaking of near perfect, um, uh, another uh, one of our, you know, play-ins will, will face this movie. Um Silence of the Lambs from oh, 1991 yeah. and and almost consi- you know the the five wins it had best picture director actress actor adapted screenplay mm-hmm. like that's that's the big one Th- those are the big five yep. nobody's yep. done yeah. it since Silence of the Lambs right right there's been a couple before uh, oh. No, yeah, and, and, and we're including ones that would win for original yeah, screenplay, yeah. also, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. so screenplay you know, in general, adapted mm-hmm. original. Um, the one, the one surprise, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that the thing that tipped the scales in Jodie Foster's direction was her um, just continually saying Doctor Lecter <laughs> five minutes after he had already hung up the phone <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a shout out to our former guest uh, Missy Subdi. I wanted to, just a little little teasing there, but it, it it's it's so funny. I, I, I don't know why you know, I don't, maybe that's old eighties phone etiquette or nineties phone etiquette, but. He's not there. He's not going to. I was like, oh, oh, sorry. I, I lost you for a second. <laughs> yeah. There was a dial tone. Like, calls were ended <laughs> or they Lecter. weren't, like, back then. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> Dr. Lecter? <laughs> sorry. Um, but fun movie. It uh, made it to the championship matchup, I believe, of our 50 Years of Horror. Oh, that's lost right. To, uh-huh. Lost to The Shining, I, I right. think. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Or it was at least in the final four, so... Definitely deserves to be here, Ryan. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think you hit the nail on the head saying that this is another movie that's near perfect. Um, you know, I I it's again I, <laughs> captivating. You yeah, know, yeah, fr- yeah. from <laughs> the beginning to the end, you're just your mm-hmm. eyes are glued to the screen and you like can't blink because it's just. You're just white knuckling the whole way. Mm-hmm. It's so tense, um, mm-hmm. and you know I I love the way that it plays with the the tropes of good guy versus bad guy yeah. with the Hannibal mm-hmm. Lecter character. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's something. And then the warden and the mm-hmm. FBI director. Yeah, just all, yeah. Who who really is the? Yeah, uh, but mm-hmm. but it's it's completely. Uh, you know, I it's rare that you get a movie like that, and it's uh, I I think it has a good shot at winning this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I wish interesting. I would say the one point. not perfect aspect of this is I don't love that they made Buffalo Bill just like kind of trans and kind of not. Like I feel like good. we can look at that as a little transphobic. Um, <laughs> You know, I probably put it as for the time, but it's just kind of like, you just made up this character. So why are we adding Mm -hmm. that aspect in? I kind of wish that, because especially for a lot of us, like that's one of our first introductions to like 
men wearing women's clothes sometimes and trans people don't wear people's skin and stuff mm-hmm. like so yeah. that, that makes me so i don't i don't know did was i've never read any of the novelizations yeah i don't know uh, if it was in this the is novel. an adapted yeah yeah that that's it's a good so question again, again i don't mm-hmm. I'm, assuming, I'm not sure if it was in the book or not like novel. he's not a real person though like we're not talking like oh yeah like i mean they took different stuff from different serial killers i just wish that that part wasn't in there because it doesn't seem like it's necessary because um, he's still terrifying without that mm-hmm. aspect, you know, and we can still. Mm-hmm. So that's my one. Like, I just wish it was a little bit different. It's not enough for me to not like this movie and respect like all the other stuff. And it is like just it's from start to finish, like fun to watch and exciting. And the back and forth um, between Clarice and Hannibal Lecter is so cool. And Clarice is such an awesome like female character in here i love that um and this movie probably more than i think maybe any other ones is still just like such a part of our pop culture and gets referenced so much like it puts the mm-hmm. lotion in the basket uh fava beans and a nice chianti hello mm-hmm. clarice like it's... still said so much more than any of the other ones on this list right up there with the plastic bag. <laughs> yep right up yeah. there with the plastic bag um yeah that i'm really glad you brought that up jenny that's a great point yeah, it's it's uh, definitely uh, yeah, still a great movie. Interesting. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. and, and, and again, it's like, awesome, like like like, but... like we said, it's it it got the five major categories. Yeah. And, and Ryan, like you said, it hasn't it hasn't been done since. So um, we'll we'll see what happens here. Mm-hmm. Um, it it could easily go far. Yes, for um, sure. Two more to get to. Um, so we have uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, colon mm-hmm. return of the king and i think ryan you you've you've made a good point before this was kind of a collective yeah. collective win i think um if i had to pick one of the series or the three-part series i'd say the two towers was maybe the slightly better movie of of all three but um we're not talking about that we're talking about return of the king and it's lovely lovely long ending <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it, it, it is it's captivating again you know i so first of all <laughs> i disagree with that i don't think it's captivating okay. i <laughs> i i think this is like i mean this movie as a trilogy is great with a capital g you know it's like <laughs> it's awesome with a capital A, you know, it's, it's big, you know, mm-hmm. and it, okay. it's, it's expansive and it created this enormous universe and, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, you know, that it's like Star Wars for that generation mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was such a huge feat and it was done really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. And... It's I, I agree. I think Two Towers is the best, but I also think that when you're making a, a trilogy that's like designed to be a trilogy, the second mm-hmm. one is always going to be like the most entertaining generally. And like kind of be, because that's Act like the meat of the story, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't and, win but, because yeah. it still feels unfinished, too. Exactly. Like... And it's also like where most of the action takes place yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the big mm-hmm. twists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um the end to this movie just ruined it for me i thought 
I mean, that that was my big takeaway from the movie is I was sitting there for the last half hour going, when is this fucking movie going to yes. end? Just throw <laughs> that us, ring into that goddamn volcano. Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, And it's it, so it gen- long. <gasps> it is long. Um, I think, he, so here's a situation where uh, they had 11 wins this year. Mm-hmm. Which I think that, is the that, most yeah. of any movie mm-hmm. in oh, okay. this tournament. So, so when you talk about putting all of the things together, mm-hmm. um, like we, you know, you've brought up and, and we should really be looking at when we're talking about best movies, I think this is one of the few situations where almost the the sum of all pieces is equal to the sum of all pieces, mm-hmm. or even maybe right. a little less, because it did it did have you know the best uh, visual effects, the best mm-hmm. editing, yeah. production design, but maybe. I think it, it could have had to, a little bit better it, it, editing, personally. <laughs> like, okay, but, okay. You know, but yeah, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. Wins, like, but it the just... scope of this movie is yeah. like it's huge, and I get why it's so popular, and and it's beloved by Lord of the Rings fans, which I think is the ultimate because mm-hmm. it's if it wasn't like that, then like Lord of the Rings fans would make it very clear what they did not like, <laughs> and and it is overall like. People love it, and that's great. And I'm really glad that that it is one that was made for the fans in that way, and keeping them in mind. Mm-hmm. In that, um, so yeah, I don't love it. I had actually completely forgotten that it had won <laughs> Best Picture. <laughs> it, yeah, like I remember seeing all of them, and I remember them being nominated and getting lots of nominations. I did not win. Remember that it won Best Picture at all. Um, yeah, I am it's not crazy. a fan of these movies um but i recognize why they're amazing and i'm glad people love them so much i found them incredibly boring all of them all the time (laughs) but i know people feel that way about harry potter and i love the harry potter books and so i can see what's great in the movies and like fill in those extra things and i love the harry potter movies too so i like i get it and and i think i think it's great that people love that movie so much (laughs) unpopular opinion I actually like the Hobbit trilogy over the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And everybody complains about the Hobbit being too long. But having never read the books, Mm -hmm. like just viewing them as films Mm -hmm. and and the story they tell as films, I actually like the Hobbit a little bit. I I, I didn't dislike the Hobbit movies. I thought they were good. I was so burned out from the Lord of the Rings movies. I haven't gone anywhere near the Hobbit movies. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I just like... oh. Shit, I'm being stupid again. I can't pull his name out of my hat. Benedict Cumberbatch? No. Yes. Smog. Yeah. I, I just love saying Smog. I know. No, no. Um, um, uh, Bilbo. Um, oh. Uh, he, Ian Holm. He's Arthur Dent in... Ian Holm, right? He, uh, in in the no. Hobbit, it's the it's the guy from the office, uh, Jim. Oh. Jim from the British office. Oh, yeah. That guy. I'm being so dumb. He's he's got so many fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm also I, Martin Freeman. You guys might have Martin to kick Freeman? me off. Yes, yes. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Kick me off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they call him One Take Martin Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, call that's back. what we should we should remake Driving Miss Daisy. Yes. <laughs> Only Martin Freeman is driving Morgan. I, I, I thought you were going to say he's driving smoke. <laughs> smoke. <laughs> we'll take race out of it completely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Although the the dragon people are going to be really, yeah, right. really upset with us. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
the dragon furries <laughs> i don't know um okay last last movie to get to unless we have you know 20 more minutes to talk Quite about possibly return of the king no <laughs> no 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 um in our last seinfeld reference <laughs> uh, i i i love I, and i love that they you know they would touch into that stuff but um we watched this movie. We didn't make out in the middle of it like uh, Jerry Seinfeld did. Uh, Schindler's List ah. from 1993. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last the last non um, I'm going to kill everybody Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. Um, I know. I mean, he's not uh, other. He didn't kill everyone in love, actually. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Right. He was about to. Yes, know. he was super close. The deleted scenes. Super close to it. Um, I mean, maybe he killed his wife. Winner, That's true. Love Actually. Yeah. Like, the whole storyline is his wife be. just died, so we don't know how she died. Or maybe he just got back from avenging her death. Right. Mm. Yeah. Then, then he's, then, yeah. There we go. Yep. Raising the kiddo. There we go. But, but big wins, big wins here uh, all around. Yeah. Um, and I, and I brought up the Seinfeld thing. So the reason um, that that storyline was put into Seinfeld is because supposedly Steven Spielberg was getting so depressed on set making this movie that he would watch episodes of Seinfeld oh. mm-hmm. um, to, to bring yeah. him out of that. And, and Jerry and, or, or, and everybody found out about mm-hmm. it. So, but very, very important movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is another early, early, early favorite. favorite yeah. yeah, absolutely. In this tournament. Um, but yeah, uh, Jen, what do you, what do you think here? What's, what, what's going to carry it? What's going to hold it, yeah. ba- hold it back? Uh, no, I don't think anything will really hold it back. Um, it's fantastic. Steven Spielberg just more than I think any other director can just like hold the audience in the palm of his hand from start to finish. Like mm-hmm. he knows exactly how to control our emotions um, for better or for worse. Like we're just in and he never goes like too far. Like his stuff never gets like too schlocky and like trying to make you cry. Um, like too manipulative, but he just like, yeah, you were feeling how he wants you to feel through this whole movie and through every movie that he does. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's a perfect movie and it's, I'm not a huge Mm -hmm. Liam Neeson fan in general. I think he tends to like suck all the energy out of the room, um, Mm -hmm. in movies, but, but he's like, especially in dramatic roles. Um, that's why Mm -hmm. I like him in action movie because it's like, you don't need to have a personality there. You do just fine. (laughs) Um, but, but he's, he has an amazing performance in this and yeah it's it's great and yep and shooting in black and white is obviously a like perfect decision and i feel like we all think everyone has different scenes from that movie that you really like remember and that stick with you and i think it's all because this movie is filled with so many powerful moments that a yeah, very well done, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm glad you, you mentioned the black and white. Mm-hmm. Very well done artistic movie, you know, uh, 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 mm-hmm. in addition to mm-hmm. being compelling, having a good storyline, good acting. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I know you uh, rewatched mm-hmm. very recently. Um, what did you love? Yeah, uh, I watched this. It's everything. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's hard to, I don't throw around the M word very much but i mean mm-hmm. this movie i think it's fair to say is a masterpiece and like it's there's uh like you say jenny there's 
you could take any like moment and break it up and like teach a class on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. there was so much uh, attention to detail in this, in every shot. And there's so much horror um, in Mm -hmm. in so much of it and so much beauty in moments of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just, I mean, I, I could literally do a podcast on, on, just mm-hmm. this movie like I could there's so much I could say um mm-hmm. I was a total mess um for the last uh 15 20 minutes and I um when the when it changed to color at the end spoiler alert mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it changed to color at the end and all the survivors uh, came to put stones on his grave. Mm-hmm. I leaned over to Becky and I said, I want to hate this so bad. And I could barely get the words out of my mouth because yeah. I was bawling so hard. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't like this. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. supposed to work. Mm-hmm. But it somehow, like, works perfectly. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... You know, there's just so many. I mean, I, I, the, the one thing I didn't love about it, I'd say, is the score. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it won best score as John right, Williams. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but it, um, you know, the cinematography is absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's, you know, so captivating to use that word once again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I was shocked rewatching it, how entertaining it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all the acting is incredible. Ray Fiennes, Ben Kingsley. Um, it, it's Liam Neeson is great. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just an amazing, amazing achievement, an amazing mm-hmm. movie. Um, and and it's it's like the best of its type. Like I haven't oh, 100%. seen another movie mm-hmm. that's yeah. And it, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that the choice to make it black and white is so necessary. It's not like a, Mm -hmm. when you watch it, it's not just like he said, oh, but let's make it like an old movie. So let's put it in black and white. Like you can tell he's Mm -hmm. very uh, purposeful in in his Mm -hmm. choices. And it looks very much like classic kind of film noir in in a lot of the, the scenes and, um, you know, it it's and his his use of you know putting little spots of color, um, mm-hmm. you know, throughout is something that I don't think had ever really been done before. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's brilliant, and like like I said, I I could talk about little moments in this movie forever. There's the the massacre scene. Mm-hmm is just absolutely brutal and there's there's a, a moment in that sequence when there there's a diagenic music uh moment where mm-hmm. you you don't know it's diagenic at first mm-hmm. that there's one of the nazis finds a piano and he starts playing mozart and you just hear the music and it's like this really fast kind of upbeat piano playing mm-hmm. and it totally like doesn't 
jive with what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very mm-hmm. jarring. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it. I, that was maybe my favorite moment in the movie as far as just like being spellbound at what was happening from like a filmmaking perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and for those uh, Pop-Tarts that don't know, diegetic music is when the characters in the movie hear it too. So so it's not like just the score and background music. Like that's when the characters are also hearing the same song that you are hearing. It's mm-hmm. it's like when someone's listening to music in their car radio yep. as opposed to like, like Jenny said, like score or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, a very, uh, again, a uh, very purposeful uh, film. And I like how both of you brought up their, their, again, what we, what we see out of so many of these best pictures or what we want to see out of the things that win best pictures. There, there are intentional uh, artistic choices and, and mm-hmm. things that are done intentionally to, to, you know, evoke that emotion. That's, that's what good art should get from us, mm-hmm. whether, whether yeah. it's any kind of emotion, be it, you know, comedy sadness happiness anger whatever uh that's 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 what good art is supposed to be and and i just um i loved that that we actually ended on this uh this is our Mm -hmm. last movie to talk about today i i really quick i you know there's been a lot uh going on just in the world and we we talked about stuff locally last week but um, such a good movie to end on here because I think it's really, really important to remember that um, we're we're all human and we're all in this together, and we all we all have value, and um, we need to um, appreciate each other and, and and remember, you know, again, like that we are all human and and, and love mm-hmm. each other. Um, uh, I, 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 again, I love this group. Uh, sorry to kind of do a big tie in here, but that, that's the thing. This group, this group brings us all together to, to discuss, uh, fun things. And, and so this is a great, great place to just bring it all back. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love you guys for doing this podcast <laughs> with me. I, I love the, all the pop tarts out there for participating <laughs> in this. Yep. So like, Let's just try to bring a little bit more positivity and a little bit more positive energy um, to everything that we do. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's a good way to go about. And then and then we can come and joke around on the <laughs> podcast and, mm-hmm. and, and, and laugh and, and discuss things and enjoy more beautiful art. So, mm-hmm. um, it is there anything we missed on these movies? I I will say quick. I've noticed um, I only have today's list in front of me. I can't think of anything that um, I'm sure there is one, but all of these movies that won Best Picture, they they also won Best Director. So, yeah, that's that switched the last couple years. We've yeah. all of a sudden had a different Best Director and Best Picture winner. It's been yeah. like I'd, I'd say of the last ten years, probably more often than not. But I'd have right. to look closely. But that director and picture are split. But um, one of those things that was much more common back in the day. It was super common until it, like it, recently. It was like hardly ever. Exactly. Yeah. Historically, that was like a in lockstep, and it's mm-hmm. you know within the last ten years or so has kind of gotten a little more like common mm-hmm. to uh, not happen. 
I think I think in these last four that we talked about, it was definitely definitely deserved because we oh had yeah, some more mm-hmm. re- especially you know uh, with Parasite and, and Schindler's List, like, mm-hmm. definitely definitely deserved. So, um, but yeah, I don't think. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say. Um, uh, I remembered what I was gonna say about the English Patient. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the prequel to Out of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny you said that because I told Jenny when you were uh, when you walked away that you had told me it was the prequel to Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> oh. That's that's why he looks like that. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's where his nose went. <laughs> or is Out of Africa the prequel? To, I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> no, I I had it backwards because Out of Africa's World War One, the English patients World War Two. I had it backwards. <laughs> and then it leads into Harry Potter, your favorite. And then it leads into Harry Potter. Yep. <laughs> so Robert Redford turns into <laughs> to one Ray of the Fiennes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. All right, we got through that okay. Um, yep. <laughs> a little longer, but next week we only have ten movies to talk about, so okay. we'll cut it by about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, baby. We'll have our Oscar wrap up though yeah. to talk about. So buckle up. Oh boy. <laughs> buckle up, buckaroos. All right. Um any last messages for everybody out there? Black Lives Matter. They're good. Yeah, yes, they Black do. Lives Matter. And uh, not taking away from that, but a strong journalistic presence is so extremely important. As soon as mm-hmm. you see your government attacking your journalists, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and that's in, in what you guys said. That's exactly what they're trying to cover. So um, mm-hmm. please, please take a strong look at um, your opinions if you disagree mm-hmm. with that. And we can always discuss things. But <laughs> for everybody out there, please take care of each other. Love each other. Keep on voting. And keep on Pop, pop. Bye, friends. Love you guys.